0: Welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Thursday, April 2nd. I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. I'm here today with Twins Daily writer, Matthew Taylor. Matt is with us on the phone here uh, from a distance, at least six feet away. Matt, how are you doing?
1: Doing good, buddy. How are you?
0: I'm good. Uh, I got to ask you, how has this been for you with the quarantine in these last few weeks? (laughs) Kind of what happened? How did you react to hearing this news about baseball and this news about march madness and everything that's happened in the last few weeks how are you holding up
1: man i'm just glad that it's april (laughs) in like a 50-day month that lasted forever (laughs) so glad they get into a new month even though i think things might kind of look a lot more april like this in march but yeah it's been brutal i mean in so many ways i think just on a life stage um i'm just lucky i guess to still be working and have a job and stuff like that so that's good but outside of that i didn't realize i guess how much my life revolved around sports and how much time <laughs> that consumed in my life and now it turns 7 p.m and, and there's nothing there and it just kind of sucks no baseball like you said no and i think the worst part is just that this is the best time in the sports calendar with my parents and masters
0: and then into baseball and NFL draft and all that good stuff so yeah, yeah. how have you it's brutal, but... with your twins fandom uh are you the type of guy who is like 162 you're sitting down you're watching every night you look forward to it all day uh are you more so a different fan in that you try to watch every game or you try to get to games like how is that impacting your evenings uh without the twins now
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I watch all 162 games for. Probably started around 2010 when uh, the field opened. Was I think really when that kind of expanded and sort of coincided with my age as well. But it's been turned into just a daily ritual, a nightly ritual, and during the day you think about the game that's going on at night and then you're watching that night and then the next day you're thinking about the game and it just kind of becomes a routine. And then once it's not there anymore, you're just are kind of left with wondering what do I do now. So
0: I agree. And for us, you know, Matt, uh, this offseason and writing and, and doing various content things, you came on the show I think in January, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Um. So we was just trying to stay busy in the offseason. We were lucky the Twins had a, had a really – active off-season for us uh, at Twins Daily and here on the show as well. Uh, You know, how much were you looking forward to this 2020 club and how much were you looking forward to opening day? Uh, Were you counting down the days and and how disappointed are you that it's not starting right now?
1: Yeah, it really was. I mean, just as a baseball fan in general, of course, looking forward to it. But also, I just started up with Twins Daily, like literally right as the Twins got eliminated from the playoffs. So I was writing all off season and then just amped for the season to start so I could start writing about real baseball for the first time and get going on that. And then what do you know, we might not even have any season to write about. So it's been tough, but it's been cool too. I've been, and I tweeted about this, but it's forced me to kind of dig into more of twin history where I know a lot of it and stuff just reading and things like that but now as i'm writing about it i've been digging more into twin history and watching old games and reading box scores and things like that so that's been really cool just to dig into some of that stuff with the twins and the baseball hiatus now has given me more of an opportunity to dig into that
0: yeah me too i've been looking at, at past twin teams twins are uh, far before our time matt but also what we've been doing or a lot of people have been doing uh, Aaron gleeman's doing that at the athletic i know we're doing that at twins daily Baseball reference is doing it today would have been the home opener for the twins. So, uh, what you've seen from various simulations and, and let us know which one you've looked at, how are the twins heading into today with their record and what does it look like in the American league central, uh, before I think Kenta Maeda was going to start today, I believe, uh, would have been his day uh, for the home opener. Uh, how are we looking, Matt?
1: Yeah. So I, right before, uh, um talk to you, I printed off the baseball reference page and they keep their results um confidential until the day of and then they release the results for the game. They do okay. that every day at noon. So I just got the results for today and um the twins are not looking great right now. Uh they are second to last in the division. Oh my with, goodness uh, well they entered today one and six. Oh um, second that's a to tough last start. in the division <laughs> and um but today for the home opener, uh they actually had Jake O'Dorizzi on the mound. I'm okay. so not exactly sure what happened. Maybe it they got there, but starting
0: on the second day.
1: Yeah, it must have been. But anyways, the twins won five to one today for what would have been the home okay. opener. Um, Odorizzi went six and a third, three hits with ten strikeouts. So very encouraging sign by our uh one another free agent move this off season. Um and what else happened today byron buxton went yard went three to four two ribbies oh wow and so that was kind of what happened today
0: nice well you know it's with baseball they do say the first 10 games are as important as the last 10 right they they mean the same they're as valuable but uh with this sport with 162 it, it gets funky i was expecting them uh you know thinking about this first road trip i was expecting them to like split with oakland and then hopefully sweep the uh the Mariners out there in Seattle with our buddy, Matt Braun. But uh, Matthew, you set up a MLB, the show league for us, for Twins Daily contributors. Uh, So that's gotten going. What have you liked so far about the game? How is it helping you connect with baseball? And, uh, you know, what happened last night with that uh, matchup against Andrew?
1: (laughs) Yeah, so this is actually the first year that I've gotten the show. I've been an Xbox kid my whole life. And um, now with the quarantine... And I really wanted the show and have a buddy who is actually living. He moved to Hawaii and didn't bring his PlayStation with him. So oh, nice. I asked him if I could snag his PlayStation, and he let me. And so I grabbed the show um, and have been playing that a bunch. And that's kind of helped to fill my the baseball size void in my heart um, in the last couple of weeks. So I'm still a rookie, not playing too well. But, yeah, we started up our league. We got seven guys in our custom league, and uh, we're doing three games versus everybody. So 18 games, top four, making the playoffs, and then we'll go from there. Um, we did sort of a randomized team selection. So I got the Cubs, and, yeah, like you said, I played Andrew last
0: night. And, um, Who's your team? We weren't. The- oh, you're the Cubbies. He had the Dodgers. Oh, you're the Dodgers and you're the Cubs.
1: Yep. Yeah. So it was a pitcher duel for the whole game, 0-0. Zero, zero, and we're playing six inning games. And then in the top of the sixth, I hit a home run with Kyle Schwarber to make it one zip. So wow. I brought in um, Craig Kimbrel, the guy that we all wanted the Twins to snag, <laughs> and he completely blew up in my face and allowed six runs to Andrew in the bottom of the or the top of the sixth, and I blew the game off.
0: From an early morning breakfast burrito to a 12-pack of beers while you watch the game, sometimes you just need what you need delivered fast, and that's where Postmates comes in. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food, so that's why I love using Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant I can think of right to my door. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier with grocery delivery and whatever I can think of delivery too. Convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. So no more trips to the store. No more late night fast food runs. I don't even have to worry about where to grab lunch anymore. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON, all one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, what I've noticed with the game, and, and I'm like you, Matt, I, uh, when i heard about this, you know, the baseball shutting down, I decided, because I've been thinking about getting a PS4 for a while, I wanted to get one last summer and get the show, but I went out and just bought it at Best Buy and got uh, got the show. I've <laughs> uh, just decided to invest, I feel like I've gotten my investment already out of it, um, oh, but sure. I think we, we're going to continue to improve every day, and hopefully I can get you tonight or tomorrow, and uh, uh, you know, I've been in a lot of pitchers duels, have you noticed just a tons of pitchers duels in that game?
1: Yeah, hitting is the hardest part, and I'm still working on strike tone recognition, of- Swing it, absolute trash. Oh, it's so um,
0: difficult. It's so I really struggle with uh, like change ups down. I swing it. I swing a lot of stuff down because it looks it looks good. But you know, I I think you know I might be just not saying this, Matt, but I feel like it is kind of a simulation, like being at the plate. I I played baseball. I don't know if you did or not, but it's kind of like the pitch recognition recognition piece. uh, You know, of course, it's different than being at the plate. But I feel like I'm getting a sense of what it's like to try to recognize a pitch out of the hand, and you know I feel like in a sense I'm learning, and maybe if I were to go play again, I'd have a, (laughs) I'd be better maybe because of this game. Oh totally, yeah, and I think that's how we're improving is we're seeing these pitches and and recognizing a curveball or a changeup or a fastball. But you're right, it really is difficult. I look forward to playing you though. Uh, You've been writing some really good stuff at Twins Daily, Matt recently, interesting stuff. Uh, the heavyweight belt for best Twins players. Did you notice any trends and who was your number one for most? So you did best players by season, correct?
1: Yeah, so um, sort of like if you watch any boxing or wrestling or whatever, they have the heavyweight belt and whoever has it, then the next boxer, wrestler, whoever has to take it away from them. So I kind of took that concept and brought it over to Twins history and I named it the bomba belt, uh, just in honor That's of awesome. the Bamba rec. And, um, so yeah, kind of went with each run and looked at each player and who grabbed the belt and then how long they held on to it before either they left the team or someone grabbed it from them. So I started in 61 when, uh, Killebrew had it and he actually had the longest reign with the belt as you probably presume. Yeah. Um, he had it for 11 years, wow. uh, um, until 71, um, and then it went Smalley for a couple years, Herbeck for four, and then we went into another long run with Kirby Puckett, who took it um, from 86 until 95. So he had the second longest run, and then we had a few in there with, we had blocked for a couple, Radke for a few, Johan, and then um, Joe Mauer was the other one who had it for uh, five seasons, so he was the other one with a pretty long run. So, yeah, definitely an interesting way to kind of look back at Twins history and obviously there are seasons in there where somebody might have had it. like Oliva probably had a better season than Killebrew but just looking at sustained success and who's the heavyweight guy on the team was interesting to look at.
0: Do you hate stepping on the scale? Maybe it's because you haven't met the right one. A company called Withings produced the first ...body smart scale, and they're still the best. In fact, Tom's Guide Rated Withings Body Plus is the best overall smart scale in 2020. If you're looking to lose weight, willpower is key, but so is having the right tools. Withings smart scales are known for dil- durability and an exceptional user-friendly design. Step on and get data from every way in syncing automatically to the free app for iOS and Android via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Lots of smart scales don't have the Wi-Fi option... And it means you need to have your phone on you, but Withings Body Plus gives weight, full body composition, weight trend, even a local weather report. The scale can support up to eight users and even knows who is who. So here's the deal you can get 25% off a Withings Body Plus scale right now at withings.com for a very limited time. Go to withings.com, that's W I T H I N G S dot backslash M L B to get 25% off a Body Plus Body Composition scale. That's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S dot com slash M-L-B to get 25% off a body plus body composition scale. Yeah, it is. And I'll ask you, I'll put you on the spot. Uh, Who do you think is the best? You could pick a prospect now. You could pick a guy on the big league club, Luis Arise or Mitch Garver or Kepler, Polanco, guys who are going to be around for a little bit potentially. Uh, Who do you think will be the belt owner here in the next few years for the Twins?
1: You know, I went back and forth on this, and it was hard in writing my article to award the belt right now, just because you kind of do have to look at it, like, five years away and sort of think about it that way, right. and um, so I wrote in my article that Nelson Cruz has it, but given his age and how long, he can probably sustain success with the Twins. I've sort of thought back on that, and I think, actually, it might be Jose Barrios, but I think he grabbed the belt from Brian Dozier um, in 2018, and I guess I'm not sure that he did enough to let go of that from his season last year, and I think he's only going to get better. I, was, I had Cy Young hopes for him in 2020 and maybe still do if we play the season, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if he goes on a two-, three-, four-year run here with just
0: ace-type pitching. Yeah, I think looking at spring training, uh, there was plenty of hype around just the club in general uh, as we moved through spring training, and, and in specific, uh, Josh Donaldson, of course, joining the club. But I would argue, Matt, and it was a little bit under the radar, but Jose Barrios, uh, that start he had against the Blue Jays, and just the way he looked, I thought he looked bigger and stronger. Yeah. I thought his curveball you know, was 12-6. They said he's working on that yep. with Wes Johnson. I thought it was nasty. Uh, clearly his stuff has always been nasty, his two-seamers just moves like crazy, throws a hard fastball, he was getting up to 95-96. Uh, I would say that Barrios was the guy this spring that that I was most excited about, even though he's had two All-Star campaigns in a row, would you say the same, Matt?
1: Yeah, totally, and I think the most encouraging thing too is just all the stuff going on in the background with him. and. I think he realizes how much he's been tailing off toward the end of the season and Wes Johnson and Baldelli realize that as well. So it really seems like this off season, they were really looking into that and taking a really pointed approach to get him more sustained success where he's pitching just as well in September, October, as he has been, got, you know, two, three seasons in April, May, June, um, so that's, I think what I was most excited about is we were going to be great in April, May, but it seemed like this was going to be the year that he would keep that going throughout the season just with all of the work that they were
0: putting into that. Yeah, I, I was certainly excited and I still am because I, I think we're going to get a, a, some semblance of a season. I have to ask you, Matt, uh, your gut feeling, I know it varies with a lot of people. Some people don't want to speculate that's fine too. Uh, your gut feeling for maybe how many games will be played is maybe a better one. How far do you think Major League Baseball will go to get games in and, and what's your openness to playing in November and playing a neutral site world series? What, what have, what have been your thoughts on that? Matt?
1: Yeah, I think it's tricky because you think one thing and then someone brings up a variable of, Oh, but what about travel for, you know, Toronto, they just had in this big stand for, you know, public events or for players traveling and things like that. And then you have, you know, you're mixing in different countries and then you're mixing in travel and then, goes to player, you know, controls the virus or whatever. So I hate to say that I'm really pessimistic in getting this season in here. And might part of it might be too just the Minnesotan in me where it's like the moment of twist fighting a great team. Of course we're not going to be able to play season. And it might be where a lot of it's coming from, but the more I think about it and Nick Nelson tweeted about this a couple days ago on Twitter too, just pessimism around the season playing and I think I'm with him.
0: Yeah, I agree that it hurts the Twins a lot. I've I've said that a lot, and I think I don't know if I've tweeted or not, but I've written it and said it. I think it hurts the Twins, but I also look around at I don't know if it's if it necessarily helps anyone because you look at the Yankees, they didn't sign Garrett Cole to a, a nine year deal uh, for like years seven, eight, nine, right? They want him right now. That it's for his prime, you know, his age. I think it's his age twenty nine season. They want him right now. The Astros have thirty nine year old Justin Verlander, or thirty seven year old. They got thirty six year old Zach Greinke. George Springer's going to be free agent after this season. You look at the Dodgers who just traded for Mookie Betts, and they might not even have him for this year. So you look at the contenders, and it really doesn't help anyone. So I guess that makes me feel better. Uh, I want to help you feel a little bit better about that. But I think, you know, it's not (laughs) good for the Twins in in any way. But I think for most contenders, or even teams that are trying to rebuild, uh, teams like the White Sox or the Blue Jays or the Reds, who are trying to take another step forward towards being that contender, I think it hurts them too because they don't get that development in the minors for a year, or just teaching their guys how to win. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I'm optimistic. I'm trying to stay optimistic about a season. But either way, I think the Twins uh, are looking at a successful run here of the next couple of years, and hopefully, uh, Barrios grabs or keeps that belt. But I hope some guys. I hope Barrios keeps it strong, but I hope he gets pushed by some other guys. Matt. Before I let <laughs> you go. Who could take it from Jose Barrios, uh, that, that bomba Belt?
1: Uh, I think none other than um, Max Kepler. I think he put out an awesome season last year. I know, I think it was Ted who wrote about uh, the comparisons with, um, who was it that yeah, he wrote about? You know, like, yeah. but yes, I think the errors are pointing up for him, and I think he could be a guy that grabs it and hangs on to it for a few years. he got five more years of team control after yep. this, so I think he could hang
0: on to it. Yeah, I was putting together like my 2023 Twins lineup today, Matt, and uh, it made me hopeful because half their lineup uh, is intact until then. Guys who have been proven uh, proven themselves at the major league level, and then you have Kirloff and Marnik and, and Royce Lewis coming up. So even if they don't play this year, uh, I'm hopeful about the Twins in the future. Matt, who's your favorite prospect if you had to choose one or one that you've looked into uh, that you think is going to be a productive major leader? Good
1: question. For me, it's Trevor Larnak. I've been a huge fan of his. Um, I know a lot of people prefer Carroll to Larnick, but I've honestly, just with the experience that Larnak's gotten in the College World Series and with all of that, and especially if you look at a spring that he was having, he was just blasting home runs, yeah, he and I think he's going to be a monster in the major.
0: Yeah, I like Larnik a lot too. It's going to be interesting to see what the Twins do with those corner outfielders as well. Uh, They have Max Kepler and Eddie Rosario at least for the next two years. And then you mentioned Max for five, Buxton for three. So they're pretty set in the outfield. And then their infield's pretty set too with Donaldson, Polanco, Arise, and Sano for at least the next three years as well. Matt, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. I look forward to having you on again soon. Hopefully we're talking about baseball games. But uh, let the listeners know how to follow you on Twitter and then uh when your article is post on Twins Daily, if you will, for me, sir.
1: Yeah, you can text me on Twitter at at Matthew Taylor, NN, and look
0: for the article tonight. I'm gonna
1: be talking about we were talking about the depth of the twins. I'm gonna be looking at what their what the worst possible twins batting order would look like and even how that would be an insane batting order.
0: Interesting. At Matthew Taylor, MN, the worst batting order for the twins, looking at their depth, uh it's kind of like picking out of a hat. Matt, thanks so much. Uh, have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon, okay? Good luck uh, playing me. You'll need it.
1: Yeah, thanks, Matt. Good